let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money? Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two-bedroom suite instead of a one-bedroom suite so your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room so you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your your guys' room? Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Curious People, I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and welcome to Getting Curious. You guys, I love that podcast, Morbid. True crime really gets to me. Um, but ever since the true crime stuff, and then our episode with Sonia Passy and like intimate partner violence, and then just like my TikTok algorithm has really become like exclusively true crime, I have been dying to know how to survive a home invasion. I just want, well, I guess I'm not dying to know how to survive it, but I would like to know how to live through one um, is the most important thing. So it's like, how do I kick a perp's ass? What tools do I need to have? But also, what if the perp found me online at Education Connection? Just kidding. Um, I, I don't know what that was about. It. I, I don't... Anyway, I need to know how to stay safe online. I need to know how to stay safe through a... a a, uh, a home invasion. Robert Siciliano is a security expert and private investigator. He is also a best-selling author, CEO of Safer Me, and the architect of the CSI Protection Certification, a cyber social and identity protection security awareness training program. He's been featured on shows like The Gail King Show, CNN. He even did Tyra Banks' show, Honey. So, but he's also like a really interesting person, has great experience in this field, and we're really excited to ask him, how can I survive a home invasion? Robert, welcome to Getting Curious. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Picture it. You're in your house. You hear some stuff that is not your fucking dog. Like, it's not your cat. What do we do? What do we need to have? How do we make it out alive? That's what I want to know. From my calculations, I would say that 97% of the people that you meet in the course of your life are good and they're worthy of your trust. And what that means is, is that 3% are not, okay? And so our job at some level is to, is to become a tougher target. It's to do things, it's to act in a way, it's to put systems in place so that we keep that 3% out of our lives or at bay, or at least we know what to do should we meet up with them. 
So as long as you have that mindset that the chances of something bad happening to me are like, you know, 3%, then hmm. you put those basic systems in place, like locking your doors, having a home security system, considering cameras, and really, you know, doing things like in case the technology fails, in case the door gets kicked in, understanding self-defense, knowing what an escape route is, determining weaponry if necessary, like just knowing what your options are. And as long as you have a basic plan, as they say, if you've heard it a thousand times, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. As long as you have a mm. basic plan, then you should have a bit of an advantage over the bad guy because the bad guy has a basic plan. But they've chosen you because they think you're easy pickings. They think you're an easy mark. But if you have an idea as to what you do in the event of, you've got a good chance of getting out of that dangerous situation. So you know, like, lots of people who have been in that situation and they, like, made it out okay because they, like, beat their ass. Like, the like the, like the perpetrator's ass. Like, they fucked him up. <laughs> like, or maybe killed him or something. So I know enough people that have had a plan that, yeah, they've gotten themselves out of a dangerous situation. Mm. And <laughs> as a family man, as a guy who's married and has a couple of kids, my, my girls are 15 and 18. And I could say point blank, like they know what their options are. You know, they understand what to do in the event of, you know, whether they'd be successful is another story. Like, you know, you, you hope that they are. And so if somebody was to break into our house, we have a dog that's designed to hurt people if necessary. Um, mm. I have non-lethal, non-lethal personal protection products throughout the house, like pepper sprays. I have, I have ta tasers. I got tasers coming out of my fucking asshole. I got tasers on my bedside table. I got them in my dressing room. I got tasers all over the fucking place. Yeah. I'm ready with a taser. Necessary. And I have pepper sprays as well. The, the girls have pepper sprays in their bedrooms. Uh, they have bats in their bedrooms. And everyone in my house is, is to a certain degree skilled in firearms training. And whether you believe in guns or not, you know, they are, they are uh, a tool like anything else. Like a taser is a tool. Pepper spray is a tool. A gun is a tool. And I don't tell anybody, you need to go out and get a gun. I don't tell that to anybody. I say, if you are interested in getting a gun, then you should consider a firearm, but only if you properly train to use one. And that does not mean going to the shooting range and target shooting. It means understanding how to use a firearm under duress. Okay. And that's a significant thing. It, it's, it's nothing that you take, you know, ha haphazardly or lightheartedly. It's something that you invest your time, energy, and effort in. And as somebody who has done that and continues to do that and invests a significant amount of time and money into firearms training, like I don't go to the mailbox without a firearm. And and that's because I, I make it a point to make it a part of who I am. And that's part of the training. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. It's not because I walk around in fear or afraid or worried about going to the mailbox. It's because I don't generally leave the house without it because if you're going to use a firearm in self-defense, you need to make it a part of who you are and a part of your, your lifestyle. Yeah, I'm not ready for that lifestyle change, but I do, my like, my uh, Roman Empire is that movie Enough with J-Lo from like 2002 when she has to like kill her husband because he's like a domestic abuser. Um, that and then Panic Room, which is like a different story, but I love like a badass like woman kicking people's ass like movie. Uh, so I think about these sorts of things a lot. When I really got the impetus to do this episode, there was... um. 
this night where my husband and I were sleeping and all of our fire alarms went off at the same time, like really loud and all the like emergency lights like flashed on and off, like just like all at once, just blah. And then I fell out of my bed and I was like, oh my God, they're fucking here. They're going to kill us. Jesus Christ. Like I wasn't ready. I wasn't calm. I wasn't collected. I, I made Mark go look for stuff. And if there would have been someone there, I totally would have gone down. So I was like, I'm so not ready. So Jonathan, number one, there are, and, and okay, so let, let's 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 back up a little bit. So when it comes to actual home security, to actually protecting your your domicile, okay. So obviously you lock your doors, and 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 you'd be surprised at how many people don't lock their doors. And locking your doors is just one part of that. And it's it goes beyond locking doors because just that lock on the door generally isn't enough to keep the bad guy out because you know it's just a a half inch piece of pine on that door jam that can prevent the bad guy from kicking in the door. And so there's what's called door reinforcement technologies and door reinforcement technologies generally are metal bars for like 50, 80 bucks that you can get at Lowe's or Home Depot or online. If you just Google door reinforcement technology, you'll find all kinds of cool tools that you can screw into the door jam that will prevent the door from being kicked in. Okay, so a solid core door with door reinforcement uh, technologies is uh, much, much, much more strong than than one without. So start with that. And then from there, a home security system, you know, an alarm system that uh, monitors the doors, it monitors the windows, it monitors glass breaking, security cameras that pick up motion. All of these layers of protection are designed to, you know. Uh, protect you. And the more you do, the more secure you're going to be. Beyond that, signage, signage that says beware of dog, even if you don't have a dog. That signage gives the bad guy, you know, second thoughts. Signage that says that this house is protected by, I don't know, ADT home security system, whatever home security signage that you have. You know, all of these layers of protection are designed to make the bad guy think twice. Okay. And then beyond that, if they get in, you have that taser, you have that pepper spray, right? And Jonathan, I think it's really, really important that that everybody knows self-defense. And what that means is it's not just knowing how to defend yourself. It's knowing, and, and I'm going to say this how you might say it. Say it. It's, it's knowing how to fuck somebody up bad. Yeah. It's, it's knowing how to break bones. It's knowing how to gouge their eyes out of their head. That's being as vicious as you need to be to hurt the bad guy. And that's the whole idea. Okay. So knowing how to mess somebody up means not just going out and taking like all kinds of karate classes or jujitsu and this and that or, or, or Krav Maga and so forth. It means taking a, at a minimum, a weekend course that might cost you three to 500 bucks where you go in on a Friday and you come out on, on a Sunday afternoon and you know how to break bones and hurt somebody. And these classes are all over the country. They're all over the world. And so if you were to search like fast self-defense or impact self-defense or model mugging self-defense, they utilize tactics and techniques called adrenal stress training. And adrenal stress training is designed to teach you how to mess somebody up under adrenal stress. Mm. Think of what happened to you when the alarms went off and you were all freaked out, right? Yeah. Okay, your adrenaline kicked in, but not in a good way. Okay, right. It kicked. I froze. It kicked in in such a way where, like, you were overwhelmed, didn't know what to do. Your mind wasn't working correctly. Like, you were just you were disoriented, and adrenaline can do that. Okay, but when you take adrenal stress training in self defense 
or adrenal stress training and firearms training. You're learning how to deal with adrenal stress in a controlled environment in such a way where you are fed tactics and techniques that you learn how to mess up another human being, whether it's with your hands or your feet or with the weapon. Um, so basically like they just turn on like really loud shit, like while you're learning how to do the self-defense thing so that you can like handle like the pressure. More than anything, they might if, if you're in self-defense training with firearms, there's gunfire going off. Or if you're in a controlled environment, somebody's yelling and screaming at you, right? Somebody's verbally abusing you. They are saying things to you. They're yelling and screaming in such a way where it, it like it's designed to mess with you. Yeah. And at the same time, you're learning how to go for the eyes, go for the throat, go for the groin. You're learning how to use parts of your body, like your hands and your feet and your knees, while they're attacking you from behind or the side or from the ground. So you are in a situation where you're in a controlled environment where it's safe and you've got a padded mugger, a padded attacker who's basically messing with you and you're learning how to physically debilitate them in a controlled environment and then they actually attack you in class. Mm. And what happens is in the real world, when you are attacked, when you're overwhelmed, when somebody's coming at you or after you, okay, what happens? Your adrenaline kicks in and that mind-body connection of you learning self-defense in a controlled environment in class and your adrenaline spiking all comes together in the real world under adrenal stress and your self-defense kicks in. Mm, and, and it's like there when you need it. Exactly. Yeah. Miscongeniality, S-I-N-G. Remember the sing part. Remember like solar plexus, instep, nose, groin. Yes. That's self, that is true self-defense training. So, okay. So you, so that part's true. Okay, great. I like that part. So what, it, what do we need to do? So like, you're in your house, you're in your bed, maybe you're on your couch. You hear like some glass break. Do you like call 911 first or do you like grab a knife and hide and call 911? I would call 911 uh, I would call 911 immediately, okay? Uh, and prior to that, I think it's very important that when that glass breaks, you've got an alarm system that senses that glass breaking. And that that glass breaking and that door being kicked open or that window being pried open that's going to call alarm central like like for 10 15 bucks a month why wouldn't everybody have that you know and don't you know that like between 1.5 and 2 million homes are burglarized in the US every single year many of those being home wow. invasions and that means over the next decade that's somewhere between 15 and 20 million homes being burglarized so 80% of all people suffer some form of theft at some point in their life, including potentially a burglary. So knowing that, I think like being proactive, again, if you fail to play, you play it to fail, being proactive and putting those systems in place, that glass is broken. Okay, now alarm central is being called, right? They don't, they don't hear from you. They call the police. Police are on their way. The alarm itself is going off. The siren is going off. The bad guy hears this. So you've already, you're calling 911. The bad guy hears the alarm, right? Law enforcement's being called by Alarm Central and or you, right? Could be both. And, and so uh, I think knife, sure. Having pepper spray, better. And the reason why, better. because pepper spray shoots 10, 15 feet. So I have bear spray. My pepper spray is the size of a small fire extinguisher. And it'll go 15 feet and it'll cloud up an entire room. It'll cloud up an entire hallway. 
My daughters have it behind their door in their bedrooms. I have it in the kitchen. I have it in my bedroom. It's next to my bed. And so all of that is designed to keep the bad guy away. Now, it's always best to escape. So if you have the ability to run out the back door, to go out a window, uh, if you have a, a fire ladder escape or something to that effect, I have a, a, an escape route for the third floor of my building, uh, a ladder that will take me out to, to the ground in case there's a fire, right? In case there's a home invasion, right? My daughters know how to use it. I know how to use it. My wife knows how to use it and so forth. So all of these well thought out strategies are designed essentially to prevent harm. Mm, yeah. My makeup routine changes every day. Sometimes I'm giving you full glam, but sometimes I like a no makeup makeup look or like literally just like almost literally no makeup. It just depends. Whether you like fresh faced, full glam or somewhere in between, there's a Thrive Cosmetics product for you. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, they are high-performance, and they have uncompromising standards. One of my personal favorite products is the Brilliant Eye Brightener. I love this product because it can be used in so many different ways. It can be a highlighter stick that's made to brighten and open up your eyes. They support amazing causes, including the LGBTQIA plus community and racial and social justice. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com Slash curious. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash curious for 20% off your first order. Recently, I've been having some stomach problems. Everyone that I talked to recommended that I take a bunch of different supplements and vitamins, but it's kind of complicated to keep track of that many different pills and powders every day. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that supports my gut health while also supporting my immune and brain health. AG1 covers my bases with high-quality ingredients like pre- and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food-sourced nutrients. AG1 also replaces my multivitamin, my pre-slash-probiotic, and my supplements to support energy and focus. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com curious. That's drinkag1.com curious. Check it out. Is there something that you could tell us that like if there was someone in your house, it's intimate partner violence potentially, or it's just, a, or it's a stranger, um, wrong place, wrong time. And I get it th that those things don't happen that often. And you were saying like, break the bones, gouge out the fucking eyes. Is it like the movies, like look over at the side at like a lamp and like hope that you crush the lamp on their head or some shit? Or is it about just like trying to get on, like, how do you, like, is there any like little cute podcasty tips and tricks you could give us to like... Listen, if you um, gouge your fingers into somebody's eyes, they can't pursue you. You take a ballpoint pen, uh, you know, you might look at it. I, I know that uh, we're on audio, but like in the camera, do you see this right here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, He's holding a pen, you guys. That, that is a, that's what's called a tactical pen. Okay. That, it's, it's an actual functional pen. But if you look on one end, that, 
that on that tip right there, that's designed to break bones and break glass. The other end is designed to draw or to write, right? To sign your name. Either end, this this aluminum alloy, this device is meant to mess somebody up. Okay. You get in an Uber. You have your tactical pen in hand, ready to go to impale that driver should he pull over. Fuck yeah. And so if you've thought it through and you know what your options are and you've actually trained, or, or even if you just thought it through, you have a much better chance of getting out of that dangerous situation opposed to, I don't know what I do because I've never really thought about it. And most people don't want to think about it to begin with because why would you want to invest any time into thinking about being attacked? It's just such an awful thing to occur. But the fact of the matter is, is that like, you know, there are predators out there. You know, there's not like billions of them, but there's enough out there that you need to know what your options are. Um. Okay, so then here's another thing I was thinking. Uh, not to keep peppering you with movies, but there is this new documentary on Netflix. This one's at least new. And it's called, I'll get to the question in a second. You're going to smell what I'm stepping in when I go there. So it's called American Nightmare. And it's about this couple... Well, I don't want to spoil it, but it's like the most interesting thing ever. They get home and- I saw it. You did? Oh, yeah. That poor girl. Oh, my God. That poor woman. That poor fucking woman. And how stupid the cops were. That's what I was going to say, Robert. So I bet you've in your- Because you've been a PI. Like, I bet you've been around, like, fucking cops and, like, heard cops. And, like, so how do we deal with cops? Like, if you do get home invasioned or attacked, like, what do we need to remember to tell the cops? Like, to be taken seriously and to, like, not come across as, like, hysterical or like crazy because cops are they can be I mean I love I, we love community safety but as you saw in that documentary sometimes they're a little bit like victim blamey so what do you do like how do you think it's best to like deal with a, like law enforcement if you've been the victim of a crime victim blaming when it comes to uh, sexual assault is still a huge problem uh, and one that uh, the law enforcement community and um uh, and others uh, just have not fully resolved yet. Uh, and there's a long, long way to go. And I think what's really important is that mo is people understand while law enforcement is there to protect and serve, they are humans just like you and I, and they are flawed just like you and I. Law enforcement uh, are, are just regular people just like you, just like me, and they make just as much mistakes as we do. And as much as we need them, uh, we can't necessarily put all of our faith in them in regards to they're going to do their job perfectly and flawlessly because they don't. Because the, the same way that I don't do my job perfectly and flawlessly and that the guy who's serving you your burgers doesn't do his job perfectly and flawlessly all the time. They make mistakes. And so if you understand that going in, um, it, knowing that you can't put all your faith and trust into any professional for that matter, that you always have to just, you know, be um, cognizant that people are flawed to begin with and that law enforcement, no matter what you say and do, that it's not necessarily going to be interpreted exactly the way in which, you know, what you say and, and do and how it means. Like you, have, you just have to be careful. And that show is an unfortunate example of that. And that adrenal um, training, like the stress training, what are like some, is it, is it kind of about like 
Because one thing that that woman said that I was obsessed with when she was like, she was trying to remember the amount of turns. Remember, she was like, okay, we went right. We went left. Like she was trying to like track where they took her to that like cabin. And she was like trying to tell. And so to like, is it is it about like trying to slow down to like remember things? Like if you got safe or like you're not getting attacked anymore, is it about trying to like, because if you go in shock, like, isn't it like hard to like remember things or notice things? Well, first of all, if we go back to that show, she should have never gotten a car. The husband should have never just like did what they were told. Like from the very beginning of that show, the guy comes into the bedroom and he made demands of them and they just did it. That was the first mistake that they made. Look at this is very important that I say this. The victim is never responsible for what happens to them, but they are always in the best position to prevent it. Mm. Okay. And so when the bad guy came in with the lasers and the bad guy came in with the flashlights, they were just overwhelmed and they just did what they were told. Like I would never, ever, just because they have a gun does not mean you do what you're told. It means a deadly instrument has been introduced into the situation. So determine what your options are going forward. What are your options if you don't have a gun? What are your options? Well, if you don't have a gun and it's like an uneven fight, it's resistance is an option. Resi fighting, fighting somebody with a firearm is an option. Uh, look at, we're not all John Wick here, but just because they have a gun, just because they have a knife does not mean that you are to do exactly what they tell you. It means that you need to determine what your options are and your options are running right? Running. You can always run uh, out a window, out a door. You can always go at them. You could use pillows. You could use blankets in a situation. If it's your bedroom, uh, you have pepper sprays potentially at your disposal. You could throw anything into everything that's next to you, a glass of water, anything, just to make it as difficult for them to continue with whatever it is that they're trying to do so that you can disrupt them. It was two on one in this particular situation. I, oh yeah, that's so true. A guy and a girl, like why couldn't they have just made an effort to go after him? You know, like it's one guy. But if that had been me from like that night when my shit all went like blah, like I told you about earlier, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> Honey, I love a luxurious moment, but I also love luxury that like doesn't cost quite so much. Then I discovered Quince and it was a total game changer. They have so many different items to choose from. They have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Thanks, Quince. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury, honey. Go to quince.com slash curious for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash curious to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash curious. My husband loves him some ritual. His little tum tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. 
I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. So I'm feeling complete on personal safety. Let's talk about online security as we round out our time together. Um, What kind of security threats exist online? How can we, like, my mom got her identity stolen in like 2008 or something and I've always been really paranoid about it. Like, how do we protect ourselves? Especially if you are like a public figure and even if you're not a public figure, it's like we're all kind of public figures on like social media these days. Yeah. Okay, so your identity in the US boils down to a few numerics. What do I mean when I say that? Well, Jonathan, let me ask you, what is the most significant numeric identifier that you possess? Should it be your social security number? It is, correct. Your social security number essentially is what would be considered your national ID, okay? And so, uh, should you give out your social? I'll ask you, should you give out your social? No. But do you? No. Well, I mean, come on now, do you? I mean- Oh, you mean to like the bank? Yeah, to like open a bank account, yeah. Yeah, you give it out. And guess who you give it to? People. The bank? Yeah. Oh, data breaches. So here's the deal, right? We treat the social security number like a password. Nobody's supposed to know it. But we give it out because we have to. So really what a social security number is, it's it's an account number. And it's you, right? It's your account number. But we treat it like a password. So the dichotomy there doesn't make any sense. How is it it's an account number, but we treat it like a password? So that being said, what do you do to basically make your social security number useless to a thief? And that's what you really want to do. So the focus should be, yes, you're going to have to give out your social security number here and there. And you do. You have to give it out if you want to get a bank account, if you want to get loans, if you want to get a mobile phone account, if you want to get, a, you know, if you want to buy a house, if you want to get a boat, whatever the case is, you've got to give out your social in a number of different situations. You want to get a job, you've got to give out your social. So how do you make that social security number useless to the bad guy? Well, there's identity theft protection services out there, and I do champion them. I think it's a good thing to get a identity theft protection. But there's also what's called a credit freeze. Jonathan, do you have a credit freeze? I think I my business team is like all over it, and I think I do. Okay. So a credit freeze is a tool that locks down your social security number on your credit report. So there's three major credit bureaus. There's Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And each of those three credit bureaus provide a resource where you can go to their website and you can freeze, you can set up an account, you can freeze your credit. And what that fundamentally means is when your credit's frozen, it means that if a bad guy has your social security number, then they can apply for credit the same way that you do. So right now, if I have your social, if you have my social, you can fill out an application online, on paper, to apply for credit under my name, under your name, and so forth. 
But once the credit application is processed, it goes through the credit bureaus. If your credit is frozen, then it's basically locked down. They can't see your credit scores. If they can't see your credit scores because it's frozen, then that lender is not going to grant credit under your name. Therefore, your identity is not mm. being stolen. So credit freeze is the best thing that you can do right now to, to freeze your credit, to lock down your credit reports. So even if the bad guy has your social security number, they can't really do much with it because your credit's frozen. It's locked down. Very important. So if you, That's really if good. you search the term credit freeze, credit freeze, two words, credit freeze, and then Experian, credit freeze, TransUnion, credit freeze, Equifax. On the first page of search, you're going to find the page for each of the credit bureaus so you can begin the process of freezing your credit. And then like, what are your rules for like your family and like for you, like, uh, Scams that you guys watch out for, best practices to be safer online? Yeah, so uh, I would say daily. I've got a dozen scams pointed at me, and I think most people have the same. Like every every day, uh, whether it's via phone, via text, via email, uh, something I, I get in the mail. So I, I think, you know, having your head on a swivel, as they say. Situational awareness when it comes to defending yourself against various forms of fraud and scams. Is it's really important to pay attention to what's going on. It's 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 putting systems in place like antivirus, anti-spyware, anti-phishing, a firewall. It's password management. You know, password management. It's it's having a different passcode across each account. You can never use the sa the same passcode twice, and that means having a password manager. A password manager is a software that manages all your different passwords. If you're using the same password for every single account. In any one of those accounts, there's a data breach. Then every single account that you possess with that same username and passcode is now at risk. So use a password manager and a different passcode across each account. Every time the phone rings, every time an email comes in, every time you get a text message, be suspect. Don't automatically trust. You know, is it actually your bank calling you? Is it actually your bank emailing you? Uh, is it actually, you know, a friend who's distressed and needs you to wire money to get them out of jail? Is it? You know, be smart about these things and know that all of these inbound communications that are designed to scam you are also designed to get you emotionally involved. They're designed to get you- Especially with that AI. Like they have like AI with like the voices and stuff now. Like they could like- Take your voice, like make you sound like your kid or like your, like they can do all sorts of shit to really make your parents think you're actually kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important that knowing that AI plays a role in it now and that your voice can be compromised and somebody can use your voice against your family members and so on. Uh, or their voice against you and all that stuff. And while you might recognize it as your father or your sister or your mother or your daughter or whatever the case is, Instead of just immediately like thinking, okay, they are in distress, they are in trouble, like ask them qualifying questions. What was the first concert you ever went to? You know, like what is mm. the color of, what, what's the color of the first vehicle you owned? You know, what's your grandmother's, you know, last name and so forth? You know, questions that only they would know the answer to. And even have a conversation with those loved ones today. In regards to, okay, if there was some type of a scam and you're in, they call and you're in distress or you're kidnapped, like what's a code word we can use? What's a question we can ask? Like get that stuff done now because, you know, it's legit.
what if you have been the victim of identity theft? Like, however you would have found out, like, um, is there any, like, fix your life because it got fucked up by identity theft, like, centers that you like or resources that you yeah, like? Yeah, so first and foremost, you know, the, the depending on what kind of identity theft it is, uh, would mean like, you know, what you do, right? So first of all, if your credit card is compromised, I don't consider that identity theft. I consider that credit card fraud. Just contact the bank, refute the charges, and you're done, okay? If a new credit yeah. card is opened up under your name where, you know, they get your social security number and a new credit card is opened, that's new account fraud. That's pure identity theft. That's a problem because that could damage your credit, that could damage your reputation, everything. So that type of fraud, new account fraud, new mobile phones, new loans, new credit cards, all that stuff, the first thing you do is file a police report because you need a, a, a government-issued record of the fraud. So a police report is the beginning of the process of restoring a compromised identity, all right? And then from there, you Google Federal Trade Commission identity theft or FTC identity theft. And the Federal Trade Commission has a packet. Basically, it's a, a bunch of documents that you should fill out uh, or check, check the box as to all the different things you should do in order to begin to mitigate whatever identity theft issues you're facing. So Robert, you're minding your own business and then you become like a private investigator and like self-defense expert. Like how did that happen? Like, how did you get into this industry? Yeah, so uh, I was, um, early on, when I was uh, 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 12, I was in 12 years old. I was in downtown Boston with my little brother who was like eight and a half. And we got surrounded and, and assaulted by five kids. And they, they, they beat us up and they took my money. And I learned firsthand what it meant to be attacked in a multiple attack situation. And I soiled myself. You know, I was unprepared for that. And this is in downtown Boston. And we go home and my dad sees like, us all beat up and messed and everything. And he's, he, he sat us down and he taught us predators and prey. And the way he did that was he made us watch, you know, like the wild world of animals. And he showed us the lion who was stalking the antelope and the gazelle. And he said, see that lion? The lion's a predator. See that gazelle? That's you and your brother. And he said, it's, it's perfectly natural and it's normal that there are predators in their prey. You just have to learn to be able to spot them. And if you understand how to spot them, what to do in the event that they confront you. And so from that point on, we took self-defense. Um, has there like ever been like a really wild story in your like PI career? Like just like what's like the craziest fucking thing that you ever saw happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, here's the deal, right? I've seen it all, right? And I, I think that I wouldn't call it the craziest thing ever happened, but what I've learned about humanity is that, man, just about everybody lies. And there's so many people just lie. And they just, what I've learned is that, and I said this to you earlier, is that probably 97% of the people that we meet in the course of our lives, 97% are worthy of our trust and that like 3% are not. And those 3% are sociopathic, psychopathic, and heavy duty narcissists in their nature. 
And I, I, I challenge everybody to go out and research psychopath, sociopath, and narcissism all all on this at the same time and fully fully understand narcissism because narcissists are the most functional sociopaths and psychopaths that are out there and they're the people that we end up dating and spending time with and sometimes working with and being employed by and they're they're just awful 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 human beings and i've dealt with and seen all of those types of people and followed them and recorded them and submitted that information as evidence as to various forms of fraud or and violence. And there's nothing that sociopaths, psychopaths, and narcissists won't say or do to get what they want. And I think that as as good people, as as being part of the 97%, that we need to understand the human condition. And being a PI, it made me it, it deep dive even deeper into personality disorders and how bad people can be towards one another because I saw a lot more than I ever wanted to. And the more you understand about how bad people can be and understanding the human condition and knowing if you're ever in their presence, either because they're a neighbor or you're you're in an actual physical relationship with them, or even <clears throat> heck if it's a family member, know how to set up effective boundaries and know how to get out of those relationships should you ever be in one. What's the name of your company again? So uh, we're online in a couple of different places. So safer.me is S-A-F-R, S-A-F-R dot M-E. So M-E is like dot com. So safer.me, S-A-F-R dot M-E. So what do they offer? So we provide, I provide security awareness training. Uh, I'm also online at protectnowllc.com. So protectnowllc.com. You could Google me, Robert Siciliano. I'm all over uh, Google. Um, I provide security awareness training. Uh, Jonathan, I, I, I talk to people like yourself and others all the time that are, like they want to know what to do. They want to know how to react. They want to know how to respond. They want to how to protect themselves and their families and their businesses from, from perpetrators of, of, of violence, of fraud. Like most people don't know what to do. Most people don't have any formal training in my entire purpose is to give people those tools necessary so that they know what their options are. And the, the, the worst thing you could do, like after everything that we've talked about, like people sometimes like they just want to put the covers over their head and just like, you know, not do anything, like just, just worry. And the worst thing you could do is that. The best thing you could do is do something about it. Educate yourself, become informed, know what your options are, take a self-defense class, get a credit freeze, like lock your doors, Get a home security system and know what your options are should somebody break in. Know what to do when the phone rings, when an email comes in. Like, be prepared. If you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, just know what your options are and be empowered. You know, take control of this life. You know, you know what your options are. Now I'm going to tell you what to do, Robert. You need to ask your daughters how to get you on TikTok. Because everything that you've been telling me on TikTok, chef's kiss. You can teach all these people how to, like, like protect themselves on TikTok. And there's a huge like personal safety, like protection market on TikTok. You should get into it. you got that like attractive, like principal fucking, you know, I'll protect you vibe. People will love it. You got to get on TikTok. Everyone would love you there. Robert, thank you so much for coming on Getting Curious. Um, Are you, are, what's up next for you? And where, where are you the most, are you on Instagram, Facebook? Do you do the socials? So I'm, I'm on all that stuff. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I actually am on TikTok. Uh, I've got uh, some followers. 
but uh, yeah, you look if you search Robert Siciliano, S I C I L I A N O, you can't miss. Him. All right, Robert. Well, uh, spend some time on TikTok. I really think you could be like a massive TikTok celebrity. I'm not even just saying that. I think you'd be major there, but you're already major. But I'm just saying, I think you'd be really good on TikTok. I think you got what it takes. Robert, thank you so much for coming on Getting Curious. We appreciate your time. Thank you, buddy. So, did I learn how to survive a home invasion? I gotta say, yes. Uh, I knew about some of the bear spray and some of the pepper spray options. I knew about the tasers. What I really did not know was that we need an escape plan for a case of a home invasion, like alternate escape routes. Because I was thinking like, if someone was already in my room, I would, if I didn't want to have to get out of my bedroom door, I might want to like get out of my bathroom, but I would need something to like break the window because there's not like an outside door. So I was just thinking like escape plan is really important. Um, And I just thought that I think is one of the most important things was the escape plan. also, 1.5 to 2 million homes are burglarized every year. That's a lot. We want to understand how to prevent that. Um, and then also that it's a lot of proactive, it's, it's a lot of prevention and proactivity is what ho- you want to make yourself a harder mark. You don't want to be an easy mark. So even just a security system, some signage, uh, definitely, I, I also think like some bear spray, taser, you want to make yourself a harder target, but you also definitely need to take self-defense classes, which I am going to do. Um, I've decided I'm doing, I'm, I'm not doing nothing after this episode. I'm fucking doing it. I'm going to be prepared. Um, oh, social security numbers, you guys, that credit freeze. I'm going to talk to my business team about that. Uh, I'll get back to you guys on that because I need to research that, but that's really interesting. I thought, I also thought it was really fun, the difference between credit card fraud and like ID theft. Um, So now I'm really curious about what happens to our brain in times of like fight or flight. Like what actually happens to your brain when you are terrified and you're like either the person's in your house or you're going to have to fight for your life or like the, the car, whatever, whatever bad shit's going down. What happens with fight or flight? Like what's actually happening in your brain? Um, and, and how can we like try to like increase our odds of like any situation like outside of the home of survival if it's like something really bad um i'm also curious about don't come for me guys i'm not going to become a gun owner but i am curious about after having t- spoken to him about people who do make guns their lifestyle like who are the people who are really using guns that is a part of their lifestyle how do they train how many times do they accidentally hurt themselves? Like how many good guys with a gun are there is something I'm really curious about after having spoken to him. Um, And also I think some identity theft is coming up for me too. Like how I could, I could have talked about that a lot more, um, but almost like what it's like to survive identity theft and like coming back from identity theft. I think that'd be really interesting to talk to someone about how they built their life back um, after something like that. Um, curious people. I love you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for listening to us. Um, thanks for learning alongside of us. And you know what? Shows grow when you share shows. So if you feel so inclined and you're still listening, share our show, share our episodes, comment, share with your friends. Um, we love putting the show together for you. We love our community. Um, and we want to make sure that our community is growing and healthy and happy and thriving. So we hope you're loving getting curious. We love you and we'll see you and hear you next time on getting curious. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You can learn more about this week's guest and their area of expertise in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. And honey, there's more where that came from. You can follow us on Instagram at CuriousWithJVN. We are doing the most over there and it is so much fun. 
You can catch us here every Wednesday and also make sure to tune in every Monday for Pretty Curious. Still can't get enough? Subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening and our subscription-only show, Ask JBN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Getting Curious is produced by me, Chris McClure, Julia Melfi, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall. 